Hello, welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel. We're going to talk about everything MC on your beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to a Kebby and King Cadaver. My name's Ashley, hopefully, join me today, Ultimate Kira Marchant. What does the Black Panther say when the police find him robbing a bank? I don't know. I don't I... think you'd ever find. No, but no, but they did in this situation. He goes, I never freeze. <laughs> also joining us, Astonishing Your Blight. See, I thought it was funny enough that when he said that, I just suddenly got that in my head, but um, I'm glad he set that up to an actual joke. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep, so if you haven't worked it out this week, we're talking about Black Panther. Honestly, I'd be surprised if they had worked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen gods fly. I've seen men build weapons that I couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have never seen anything like this. How much more are you hiding? Hola. Let's go. go, go. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. The revolution will not be televised. Show me my respect. I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over. I'ma burn it all. What happens now determines what happens. The rest of the world. Released 2018, directed by Ryan Coogler, written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, based on Black Panther by Stanley and Jack Kirby, starring Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Dana Guerrero, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya, Letitia Wright, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, and Andy Serkis. After his father's death, Charlo returns home to Wakanda to inherit his throne. However, a powerful enemy related to his family threatens to attack his nation. Uh, Dylan. How'd you feel about this revisit of Black Panther? Love this movie. Great. The the best Marvel movie. It's, it's fantastic. Watched it several times. Keep watching it. Enjoy it every t- single time. It's got... I, and I'll, I'll just reiterate what I've said pretty much every time I talk about it, I guess. Which is that I think the reason I like this so much, and I mean, there's, there's a few reasons, but I think the key reason is it just doesn't even feel like a Marvel movie for most of the time. Like... This, because it's so separate from, for the most part from everything else. Like, it doesn't have any, like, real references or connections. And people always bring up, oh, yeah, but fucking Vibranium. It's like, yeah, but, like, if you would sit someone down and watch this and go, this is a brand new, like, fantasy world or, you know, this is the start of a franchise, most people, everyone would just be like, yeah, cool. 
and they're in and it's like seems like it's building its own universe and you wouldn't even think it's sort of its own Marvel thing, let alone the fact that it's got these fantastic characters, major accent. I think that was the other thing that stood out after watching all these Marvel movies in succession, watching this and going, ah, yes, good. We're returning to choreographed fight scenes, I see. I too do enjoy a choreographed fight scene without a million cuts. That's quite good because the moment we get into the 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 fight scene what well, the the original fight scene the the what do you call it the fight to be the black panther or whatever that one i'm like yeah. very cool and then we get to the what was it the club the bar whatever it is yeah. where they, they the go casino. to intervene in casino yeah and the second you get there and you got that wide shot of um can't remember the character's name but like you know when she, she gets called out and then people are trying to fight her and you've just got this okay. wide angle shot of her like yeah and she's like, you know, blocking punches, all this stuff without a single cut. And I'm like, yes, this is... Re- I mean, that whole scene's fantastic from that moment onward. But anyway, yeah, it's it's, it's funny. It's moving. It's got all these great themes and under, underlining messages. It's uh, filled with culture, obviously, from brimming with culture that you just don't see represented in movies. Um, I love it. It's great. It's good shit. Kieran, how did you feel watching Black Panther? I really enjoyed it overall. I think it's it is a fantastic movie. It's great at setting up Wakanda even more. Um, I think a lot of us going into it was you know it was kind of hard for people who aren't familiar with Wakanda in the comic books to really set up such a place. Um, I think they build its characters really well that are just directly related into Black Panther. Um, and building his supporting cast up is done really well throughout it. Um, I think my my favorite part of this is kind of in this and in um kind of the movie we watch next week is we finally get some well-written villains. Like, some villains where... Like, for me, villains are always the type of characters where, yes, they're, they've, they're bad or they're evil or whatever, but also you can kind of... If you, thought, if you think about it and listen to them, there is some kind of... You can understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like, you can see what's led them to this thought process or kind of there's some kind of logic to what they're saying throughout it um and i think killmonger is um done fantastically well michael b jordan does it great um and i think it's it's another movie where you sit and you um kind of especially now once again another first time watching black panther since chadwick passed away um where you realize just you know what an amazing talent we've lost can I just quickly say, I forgot that they updated the Marvel card and I tweeted about it because I pressed play on Disney Plus and then when the whole Marvel title card thing was changed to just be old Chadwick footage, I was like, oh shit, I forgot they did that. That's uh, sad, but also cool at yeah, the same also, time, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the film. I mean, like you guys said, amazing cast, amazingly written. Uh, all the actions really good, um, yeah. Just a really interesting, unique world that we haven't seen before. Um, obviously, one where African people are the dominant, <laughs> the smartest people in the room, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think again, it's. I'm sure we'll get into it later, but obviously, the passing of Chadwick Boseman has long-term ramifications of what are we going to see next from this world and like how disappointing it kind of is that we won't get another Black Panther with him going forward. Um, Because, yeah, they start, especially towards the end, they start to open up to interesting possibilities for that world and then Wakanda 
kind of opening up to the rest of the world and what kind of ramifications that could potentially have for the MCU. Uh, but yeah, I love the like the duality of the film between T'Challa and uh, Killmonger. I think they, I think it, yeah, it's easily a two. Chad Chad Boseman's like the star, but you know Michael B. Jordan's like pretty close second. Um, and he's fantastic in this. Uh, even Andy Serkis is really good in this small part that we get to see him. Much like much cooler than he was in Age of Ultron. You know, <laughs> much uh, zanier, I think. He uh, comes off like he's having so much more fun in this yes. movie. Like he's just messing around. Like when um when Ross goes into um talk to him and he's singing um Baby Don't Hurt Me, like that is just it's Baby just don't hurt me. It's just like those such oh, random oh. stuff. <laughs> Offering to give uh Everett Ross his uh SoundCloud link for his playlist. Yes. His <laughs> mixtape, yeah. And then ask That's him funny. To, <laughs> <laughs> ask him to put music on in the car because it's not a funeral during the car chase. <laughs> yeah. Just brilliant uh Steen stealing stuff. But yeah. Uh yeah, brewing across the board, so uh we'll get into bits and pieces, but we'll start with uh building the MCU. Uh start with the three that we've seen so far in the MCU. We've got Dane Guerrera as Okia, uh debuted in Black Panther volume three, number one, November nineteen ninety eight, created by Christopher Priest and Mark Texera. Um really fantastic, I thought. Like uh obviously a very different type of body type too or like type of woman we've seen in these superhero films so far so yeah she's great uh she's got brilliant banter with uh chadwick and that kind of thing you know she is great even with um playing off i can't remember the actor's name but her husband throughout it is oh uh, yes well. daniel kalua who plays uh wakambi uh who debuted in avengers 62 march 1969 created by roy thomas and john bushima yeah they've got great chemistry and stuff together um and that I think that's one of the interesting threads I'm hoping to see continue on, where essentially they have their own kind of civil war at the end of the film, uh, and these two on the opposite sides. And what does their relationship look post this? Mm. I think is probably something interesting. You know. Yeah. Well, these. Um, yeah, they they kind of they didn't set him up to be a villain, but certainly by the end of the film, you. It, you don't feel like everything's simply forgiven or like yeah. he doesn't still have also, a, a grudge or, or whatever, you know. Also, yeah. it might be just due to casting restrictions, but he's not... I don't believe he appears in Infinity no. War at all, and I don't believe he's in Endgame either. So. I think they have a line about him, don't they? No. Mm. Don't they have, like, oh, I've got the I support of the so-and-so clans, but a so-and-so won't be there or, or, or something like that. You know? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, so Find out next week. <laughs> Probably not. Probably won't remember. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, then we've got Letitia Wright Ashuri, uh, who deba- debuted in Black Panther number two, May two thousand five, created by Hed- Reginald Hudlin and John Romita Jr. Uh, she was kind of the breakout star, I think, of this film. Like everybody, kind of fell in love with Shuri. Um, the very the younger sibling who's super into technology and super. You know, they, they had those two had great banter as well. One of those. It's the best part. Or the part where she makes where he makes she makes fun of his shoes. Yeah, it's like don't you like my royal sandals. <laughs> Even just the the almost slapstick comedy of T'Challa kicking the mannequin. 
and she like, literally pulls out her phone to record him. Like, fucking. not even just the recording, but like just the fact that it's an actual mannequin that isn't held in place. It just goes flying naturally across the, the um, room, yeah. room, which is mm. like you know, it's not something you kind of expect in those situations where a lot of times she's just like, like, "What are you trying to do? Break my stuff?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, she, she's great as well. Yeah, so you know, she gets some solid action at the end as well. So. uh yeah, she's good. Uh, and then Winston Duke as M'Baku uh, created, uh, debuted in Avengers 62, March 1969, created by Ron Thomas and John Bushima. Uh, yeah. He's really great as well, obviously, as the, uh, I guess the outsider in Wakanda. Kind of different Bear Saw! Yeah. I think that's what they say. I've never actually I been really... able to work it out, but I think it's Bear Saw. <laughs> I really appreciate his character arc. Through not only this, but then it's kind of showing again in Infinity War. I think um, it's done really well considering the the opening scene when we first introduced with him. He is quite um, centrally placed as like a, a, a an enemy or like kind of the opposite for um, T'Challa challenging for the throne. Uh, but how that comes about and just that that moment in the in his throne room where kind of um, he's being offered the power. Of the Black Panther, like he's been kind of given the the opportunity to to take on that power, and that means that he could take over Wakanda and kind of use that to to better his tribe. But instead of doing that, he takes it down to where T'Challa is, where he has been kind of keeping T'Challa alive um, to gift him with that power again. Like that's that's a really interesting and um, great character arc written in this, and I think the it's just a kind of a um, positive for the whole movie is just the writing in general for this movie is done so well and everything is given so much more care um than several of the other kind of marvel movies that we have uh, gone through yeah absolutely and i i think another thing is like some of the humor in this film is like really like special like when they're in that room and everett ross is trying to speak and the entire <laughs> uh tribe is like barking at him to shut up it's like <laughs> you say one more word i'm gonna feed you to my children <laughs> I'm just funny. kidding. We're vegetarian. <laughs> I I kind of forgot. I nearly forgot that he was in this actually because whenever I think of Winston Duke these days, and I I don't think everybody's yeah I don't think everybody's watched it, but I think of him from Us because his performance and that is something standoutish. And obviously he's the main character. Well, I guess second leading character in that movie. So, uh, but no, he's he's quite good in this. Yeah. Even just um, the moment where um, Claw blows up the money box and he says, I make it rain. And then he's like legit laughing about it for the next, like for that scene. And then the next scene leading into getting into the cars. Like he's just like, it's just like that type of humor, which is making the characters not only that it's real life humor going on in the moment, not just humor that's being put in for the sake of a movie. There's not, there's not many um, uh, silly silly comic booky type jokes most of the most of the humor seems yeah m- somewhat natural yeah i guess absolutely uh then we've got angela bassett as ramonda uh t'challa's mother debuted in marvel comics presents volume one number 14 march 1989 created by don mcgregor and gene colin uh she's pretty solid as like the 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 mother figure <laughs> we mean- stand a queen yeah. A queen mother. It's true. That's what they're called, right? Mm-hmm. Queen mother? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's indeed. Uh, royalty. Royalty. And then we've got no, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakaya. 
uh, debut in Black Panther Volume 3, number 1, November 1998, created by Christopher Priest and Mark Texera, uh, who pretty much plays T'Challa's love interest and confidant. Yeah. Yep, I love Lupita. She's great in this. She's great in everything. I don't know what else. Yep. <laughs> Give him more time. She doesn't actually get as much time as I remember. Yeah. Remember somewhat. I guess that's the, the, the standout sort of thing. And I guess I would hope in the, the sequel get more time with her and i hope she becomes a more prominent character because not only because they could do they kind of forced to do interesting things with her character i guess um but also just because even even without that she was always an interesting character from the moment you meet her because she's you know she's out doing these uh i can't remember what she calls them at the start of the movie but she's she's out doing her own things to try and help work kind of yeah. human yeah yeah humanitarian work i guess yeah um, she's doing that sort of stuff. So from the outset, you understand she's this person who wants to do good in the world and very much uh, doesn't want to say – she never wanted to stay trapped in Wakanda, just hold up, holding on and living the living a happy life there or whatever she wanted to get out and um, help, help other people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Stanley signing for this episode. Lee appears as a patron at the casino in Busan, South Korea, and takes T'Challa's one but unclaimed casino tokens. I can't imagine this was one of the ones that was shot by James Gunn. It seems like no. very specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this was. I'll line it. Yeah. Uh, Doubt pretty it. easy one to shoot, but yeah. Good line. Yeah. Just going to put these over here and wait till he returns. <laughs> it's quite funny. I like how. Um, uh, what's his face? Martin uh, Freeman. Martin Freeman, yeah. He, um, just the, the look he gives him after that and kind of just shakes it off and walks away or whatever. But it's quite funny. Yeah. I, I bet Stanley was in that, in that room, like picking up all the money after, you know, everything <laughs> went to shit, you know? <laughs> and then walking out with a big, big pile of cash. Big, like, shirt pulled up, just full of cash. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been your Stanley signing for this week. Uh, let's move into most marvelous moment. Uh, Dylan, what's your most marvelous moment from Black Panther? This is this is a hard one to pick, and I feel like I could nearly pick a different moment every episode. I guess so. For some reason, with this watching, the moment that uh, hit the hardest was right at the very end, after uh, when um, uh, fuck. <laughs> Have the uh, Killmonger, Karen? sorry. When Karen. Killmonger is dying and he, he he says a line about just, you know, let me drop off the boats like my ancestors did and slaves, uh, whatever the line is. Because we, um, we, we learned. They knew. They knew they were no better. No death was better than life in bondage. Yeah. Something and like that. I think, it, which stood out more on this watch because we had learned after Chadwick's posing, uh, passing that that was apparently a. A line um, suggested. Yeah. A line suggested by him for for that particular scene. So stood out a lot more. And I, in general, I always liked that scene because it was kind of the the icing on the top of the cake for Killmonger as the villain in the movie. Because you kind of from if you're not paying too much attention, I guess if you're watching this movie with your your brain half out, you can kind of just take Killmonger as a oh he's just another villain who wants to come in and take over a place blah 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 but that was never his thing like he, he's literally just trying to continue his father's work to a degree and he also feels like someone who was you know he was he was left behind by his family by his people he feels betrayed and angry about that and he carries that anger for his entire life and 
um, it, all leading up to this one moment, and then for him in the at the end when um, T'Challa is willing to, you know, he says to him, "We can, we can heal you still," and then him choosing to die instead of that because he just wouldn't would rather just die than live it out in the cell. Like it always just hit perfectly. I felt for that character, Killmonger, yeah. that he would choose choose that, and it, it was always a beautiful scene anyway to, to have him take him up to watch the sunset because he. Said these dad always just talk about the how good the sunsets were or whatever. So yeah, beautiful. Uh, Kieran, what's your most marvelous moment? Hmm. I think for me, it's the two um, two ritual fights. I think they're shot fantastically and they're great kind of close quarters, hand to hand, like choreographed fights that are done really well. Um, I think they both put the end fight a little bit to shame because the end fight for me is probably the the lackluster section of the whole movie it is um, the worst part and it's a it's a known fact that it's a, it's the worst for wear because they were rushing to get the special effects done mm-hmm. in literally the weeks leading up to the film's release yeah. and, and it shows so and it's not even the special effects for me that um put it up it's just the fact that it's another fight where it's like two cgi and, characters in the dark yeah Two CGI characters in the dark, as well as um, good version of a character versus evil version of the same character fighting each other in terms of physical looks and stuff and their physical kind of outputs and stuff like that, which is a very overdone trope in a lot of superhero origin or first films. It's like the first villain they fight is just very kind of even with them or equivalent to them in skill set and in design, So, um, which I always think is a bit lackluster, but... Yeah, both of those ritual fights, um, one with Mbappe and one with um, with Killmonger, are both done fantastically, and I think they're they're both great set pieces for this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm probably going to go the car chase. I think it's a great uh, sequence. Um, it kind of gets to show showcase a bit more of Black Panther's abilities and that kind of thing, uh, and his specials kinetic energy suit uh you know blowing uh cars apart like jumping all over the place uh it made me laugh hilariously when shuri drives over the <laughs> that body who jumped out of the car she's like what's that don't worry keep driving me. don't worry about it keep driving yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, i mean there's tons of other little scenes i love the the them stealing the vibranium axe i guess no or whatever from the the museum um that's a great sequence just uh killmonger looking at that mask and like i'm feeling it that's just such a yeah. fucking cool line where, where he's like where he's like you don't tell me that don't tell me that's what kind too nah bro i'm just feeling it <laughs> and then just <laughs> takes it yeah <laughs> yeah i feel uh, like a lot of a lot of killmonger's lines and the way they're written are done really well and feel really almost natural to it like you know um like there's a lot of especially in like when um black panther reappears and um like uh t'challa is trying to like challenge him again and he's just like hey what's up like like it's just very kind of overconfident <laughs> no nah, we're, we're done with that ritual shit <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly done with that ritual shit <laughs> done that yeah. when it's revealed who he is hey auntie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yeah exactly and then I guess the other thing that kind of hit hard also was all the uh, ancestral scenes. Um, like obviously the Killmonger one was very 
in the Going, like the when you're talking to his father and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, those all hit pretty hard. I think they're very emotional. Um, what well, considering moments. he's like sort of, I guess T'Challa is like sort of half dead to visit yeah. that plane. So yeah, it is. It's quite weird to watch it now. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's um the interesting point for that is that um when T'Challa is in the plane the second time when he is close to death, it's actually um daytime. Like the dawn is showing on that um world, which I think is like symbolism for him entering that world and like naturally. Whereas every other time he's been there, and as well as when Killmonger's in there, um it is nighttime and there is like the pitch black sky and everything there. Um, I think it's a really interesting but small kind of uh, detail in the design of the landscapes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, shine out, shout out to that rhinoceros. No, it was really just, cool. Just with the rhinoceros, <laughs> wouldn't run her over. Do to stop with the rhinoceros is well, rhinoceri. That's the word. Um, that, is it though? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's rhinoceri. I think I it's rhinoceri. Know. I think so. Hey Siri. Um, What's the singular term for a rhinoceros? Well, why would it be singular? It's the plural. Okay, I oh, sorry. Oh my god. Hey Siri, what's the plural term for rhinoceros? The answer I found is rhinoceroses. <laughs> oh, is it really? That's disappointing. That's kind of boring. Rhinoceroses. Welcome to Animal Talk Corner on all new Marvel right. cast. All oh, new grammar cast. That technically isn't actually anything to do about rhinoceroses. Um, you're supposed to say it wrong after we just I was, I was, I was. Um, there's a lot of people in this movie that just straight up die. Like, there's like oh, another, yeah. there's like, a, like in other Marvel movies where it's like, that's a speculative, that person could just be concussed or like, They straight up spear people through the like, chest. They, like, straight up spear <laughs> they people. They blow up so many people in this film. Yeah. Blow up people, they hurl people into the giant pit in Wakanda. Uh, there's just so much where you're just like, well, that, you just, yeah, you're straight up killing people. Okay, sure. Like, especially there's one section where, um, Killmonger, like, slices the throat of one of the Royals guards, and he's like, I'm like, holy fucking hell, this movie is just- I mean, no uh, blood, but still. No blood, the, the, exactly. the camera cuts away, like, as the slice begins, and, but yeah, you know what's- Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what's gone down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was there any other things you guys wanted to touch on? Um- yeah, so I shout outs to a few people we haven't, I guess. Uh, well, firstly, I just want to reiterate how good Michael B. Jordan is in this, and um, how good of an actor he is. Because it's 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 funny to see him. I remember watching this for the first time, being like, "Shit, dude's coming off Creed, <laughs> like, yep. like the most likable new Rocky Balboa lead character." They always just playing this straight, straight up like i got look at all my fucking scars for the people i killed on my body yeah. like nasty shit um straight was up murdering oh, his we, girlfriend <laughs> yeah just straight up murdering his own fucking family and whoever else he can uh sterling k brown forgot to give a shout out uh yeah, Njobu, Njobu, or uh his uh killmonger's dad so Sterling K. Brown is great in this. And then also we didn't men- mention Forrest Whitaker, which I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's Forrest Whitaker being Forrest Whitaker. But I think he's actually just perfect for that role. And he's I think just, he does a really yeah. yeah, like for yeah. the the shaman or whatever you want to call it type character. So Is yeah. anybody, like, I know it's a surprising choice to kill off Claw in this movie, but at the same time, 
I was. A, I'm still a little disappointed that he's been killed off already because I think he's a great villain to appear. Now they're doing all these TV shows. I thought he would have been fantastic to appear in TV shows or appear in yeah, other aspects of the Marvel world. It is kind of disappointing, but I mean, I guess we can touch on it. There's potential for him to come back. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of necessary for the plot because it, yes, yeah. it's his key into the city. So, but the thing is, if that was his key into the city, why did he go through all, like the the first two steps of like getting the vibranium stolen and stuff like that? Because that was his in to get to, close to Claw. Okay, fair enough. He didn't know where... He didn't know how to get to Wakanda, really. No, but I thought he did. Because he mm. says to... Like, he says, oh, I, don't need, I don't need to worry about that or whatever. Because he kills him before he flies to Wakanda. Yeah, he doesn't need to worry about how to get... He says he won't get in there alive, and that's because he's going to walk right up to the, the border, which he does, chuck down Claw's dead body, and then go, let me in. And they do. You know, because that's yeah. not even Wakanda there. That's the no, okay, like sort of villages on the outset mm-hmm. type thing that he like the border of it. Yeah, yeah. How terrible! Uh, do you reckon they rotate the people who live out in those, like the outer border, to keep up the? I think like, so. I feel like that's you know, just to like other people get to go live in the city. Maybe on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe on the weekend. <laughs> maybe it's a job. Maybe it's yeah, a job where they're doing job. something. Yeah, they're they're all border because if you border remember border um, patrol. The scene of, uh, I think it's the one of the final scenes in this, like one of the special scenes is where um, they go and see um, Barnes, who is like recovering, like Winter Soldier is recovering. Yeah. And he looks like he's fairly or far away from the main, city. The, yeah. the main city and everything where he is. So um, obviously there are people who live in that way in the outskirts. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can touch on it here, but what, what do you want for Black Panther 2? I mean, they've already uh, Ryan Coogler's uh, production team has already signed on to do uh, Disney Plus shows, and the room I think uh, a drama series set in Wakanda has been revealed as part of that deal. Uh, so, what what are you hoping happens for the future of Wakanda and Black Panther? Well, I hadn't thought about it, but there has to have been a new king in Wakanda, right? Yes, because T'Challa was missing for five years. So even with his re-emergence, the way Wakanda works from what we've at least displayed in this movie is, oh, he's disappeared, we still need a leader, we still need to appoint a king. Um, They won't necessarily be the Black Panther because, as far as we know, Eric torched all the plants. Unless they have somewhere... Secret stash. They've got a, yeah, secret stash, or they have reformulated how to grow them again or something, maybe. Um, Or maybe they're like one of those plants that, you know, grows more when there's fire. So maybe he's, like, re-energized it without being realized. What an idiot. Um, (laughs) But I think there is definitely ways for Wakanda to move forward. And I think Wakanda's left in a really interesting spot that isn't touched on because of the grand scale of things going on in Infinity War and Endgame, where Wakanda is doing these outreach programs and they're sharing with the world and they are dealing with, you know, that kind of change in dynamic with the world of being like, hey, we're so technologically advanced compared to everybody else. And, of course, that's going to draw in attention of people that are not so great. And it's going to draw attention of people who um, are going to be jealous of their power and stuff like that. I think it's uh, it'll be interesting to see them kind of play around with those kind of themes throughout both the TV show and Black Panther 2. Dylan, do you so, I don't... I feel like, obviously, they're in a really hard place. And I think my pre- my actual preference for 
the new Black Panther because as much as people don't like to hear it, there's going to be a, a new Black Panther. Like it's not they're not going to make a Black Panther movie without having someone become the Black Panther again. Um, I would actually just prefer it to be a new person. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't actually want it to be anyone yeah, from no, so far the, yeah. the franchise so far. And there's lots of interesting ways they could pick who that person is. If they wanted to make it someone connected, I'm sure they could write in a way to have someone have a secret kid or, you know, like, I don't know. But either way, I, I would rather it just be a newly cast mm-hmm. young person, like and, and, like a 20-year-old, you know what I mean? Like a, a, an actual young person yeah. who maybe has that position um, thrust upon them or they earn it even though they don't want it. You know, like give them that mm-hmm. sort of position and have a, a, a mm-hmm. young person have to deal with that power and becoming the black panther because the thing about t'challa was that he was someone who spent his whole life training for that knowing that he was going to get that wanting to be that i just think it'd be more interesting that now that they're they're forced to to do something different well let's not have a character that's similar let's have someone younger who who maybe doesn't want it didn't you know like force just one idiot you know and and even then like at the same time um where we've already had Far From Home, which we'll talk about in several weeks, where it's all about um, Peter dealing with Tony's legacy. This new character's going to have to deal with T'Challa's legacy, where T'Challa had just made all of these massive decisions about Wakanda. And yeah, it was probably a couple years since Black Panther won from when... Oh, I don't know yeah. what the timeline, but in my head I've always gone, okay, like Black, maybe Black Panther happens like shortly after... Civil War, right? And maybe the well, events of Black Panther. Well, it has to. We know it does, but like, if you presume it happens, like maybe a month after Civil War, well, roughly, right? Not, well, no, because the start of Black Panther is like a week after the death of his father. Oh, yeah, they say that. Yeah, like so there that. you go. Yes. We have a timeline, and then you can kind of presume that the events of Black Panther take place over what a couple of weeks, if that. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a particularly a long no, timeline. Yeah. So then I. So then you have two years before infinity war and then you're going to have another five years of the gap so you've got seven years of roughly seven years of wakanda like in the open helping the world there's lots of again coming back to that disney plus question and coming back to a a topic i like bring up all the time that disney plus show about wakanda could offer a lot of interesting views and points about that five-year time gap and how potentially Wakanda, who had set up these, uh, what do they call them in the movie? These uh, outreach outreach centers. Mm -hmm. Were they some of the most important outreach centers around the globe when the snap happened? Were these some of the most important places to help humanity deal with the problems that are happening? You know, that, that could have been, that could kind of be the centerpiece for that series, I think, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely keen to see what they could potentially do with. I, I, I would. Yeah, you could even use the Wakanda series to set up the Black Panther for Black Panther Two. Yeah, it's, maybe they'll have to re- reshuffle it. I, I think with the series, it would make sense if it starred um, uh, Siri, uh, Siri, Shuri. <laughs> Shuri, and um, what the fuck is the Peter's character? Uh, Nakai. Nakai. Yeah, I feel like. Those two could potentially just be the stars of that because they were the ones we know were put in charge of the, the outreach center mm-hmm. program. And, and if if my theory about the series is somewhat on the the right line, those two being the, the leads would make sense for that. So 
it's a discussion we've had in the past on Old Ron Explosion with the kind of lead up to the final Star Wars movie and Princess Leia. How do they handle like Chadwick Chadwick's passing? Like how off how do screen, they- off screen, it. please. <laughs> But you no. don't think Disney's going to do some crazy sh- like fucking? I Disney's mean, proven they can do. They can either do it two ways. They can either off screen they can explain it however they want, or they have some sort of big opening sequence in which the Black Panther passes away without ever showing his face or hearing him talk. And I think the answers to all these questions are heavily going to lie on what uh, what Chadwick's family prefers. What Ryan Coogler thinks is appropriate. Yeah, it's it's gonna be between right yeah, exactly. It's gonna be between Coogler and Chadwick Boseman's family. And if they say we would actually prefer to have a a couple seconds of deep faked Chadwick Boseman um to, to, to give him his moment and pass off or what or, or something like that or disappear into yeah. the Wakanda heavens or whatever they, they they call it and if that's what the family and everyone decides that's what they'll do if they're like no we just want it off screen then that's what's going to happen it's 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 not going to come down to disney executives it's they even they they're not dumb enough to like try and pull a, an executive card on this one yes <laughs> yeah because i guess the important like comparing to star wars the important thing with leia was that it had been a couple years since well it'd been it'd been a couple years plus carrie fisher's family or primarily like her daughter and couple of people in the family they were all quite happy for that to happen they 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 didn't mind it because they under everyone knew, they all knew carrie well enough to know that she would have been they all decided she would have yes. been okay with that so that's that's why they yeah. did it all right uh let's move into our comics recommendation for this week uh we've got black panther who was the black panther uh written by reginald hudlin uh penciled by john romita jr uh pretty much uh from 2005 uh very much a re- kind of introduction to T'Challa I think it, it very much is a storytelling his like a story in like his maybe first couple of weeks as as the king of uh Wakanda and that kind of thing and uh opposite him is Claw who's trying to create this uh rebellion uh or group of mercenaries to come in and take control of Wakanda uh during the six issues um, I thought it was really good. Obviously, I really like John Romita Jr.'s art. I think he's it's really uh, beautiful and well-coloured in this as well. Uh, really interesting. Of course, I like a look at the history of Black Panther as well, like uh, down the line of like Black Panthers who fought off uh, different Nigerian assaults and fighting off white colonisers uh, and that kind of thing. So I thought it was like an interesting uh, look at the start of uh, T'Challa's run as Black Panther. Uh, Dylan, did you get to to this one? I I read this when it was originally coming out, and I, I have I got halfway through a, a reread for this, and it's it's still just as good. I, I agree about John Romita Jr.'s art; it's definitely like one of the standout parts. But uh, one thing I kind of forgot was how good that first issue was, uh, with all like the timelines of people trying to invade Wakanda and all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of funny every time it flat it goes to the the American generals or whatever. And they're like, how can they be allowed to live in their own place and make their own rules? What if they've got weapons? Like, it's just so like outlandish and especially coming off the, (laughs) especially coming off the Trump era. So recently it's hard. It's just like, 
I, I don't remember kind of finding that all that stuff as funny the first time I read it, but um, you know, it, it's really really good, and it's 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 a breezy six issues, so yeah, you can kind of fly through it in a, in an arvo. I just only got halfway so far in my reread. Um, probably my uh, probably my top three Black Panther comics I've read for sure. I'll say this one. Karen, did you get to this one? Uh, I only just started reading it this morning, but I was really enjoying the artwork. I thought the artwork was absolutely fantastic. Um, I like. I think Black Panther is one of those characters where exploring his origins is still interesting and still kind of refreshing. It's not one of the the other ones that you've seen a billion times. So um, going into his and, and learning about his kind of origins is always really fun. And um, I think he has some more interesting kind of dilemmas on his hands compared to a lot of kind of traditional Marvel superheroes, considering he's the king of uh, of Wakanda. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, look forward to maybe reading some more Black Panther comics down the line. Because uh, there were a lot to choose from as potential ones to this one. Obviously, the Tanasi Coates run is a very well regarded and the yes, Christopher, Pri- Christopher Priest one is very well regarded as well according to the mail, mail section I read on one of the issues uh, but yeah uh, yeah check that out uh, let us know on what you thought of Black Panther or what you thought of the comics who is Black Panther uh, by letting us know on Twitter but you can find all of us on Twitter by going to explosionedev.com slash Twitter uh, on our next episode of our MCU rewatch we'll be discussing Avengers Infinity War, so make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast. Mm-hmm.